I'm going to date myself here a little bit. There was nothing better back in the old grade school days. Not only do you, one, have a substitute teacher, so you know that you are now the alpha in this room, and that human that thinks it can teach you, not here, not today. But two, they say, hold on, I'll be right back, and they come back wheeling in the TV, the old tube TV on the rack. Here's your two options. That happens. Here's your options, ready? Uh, The magic school bus, which we're either going to space or going inside of a human body, the best episodes. Or two, we're getting a little Bill Nye treatment. Now, since Bill Nye isn't even a scientist and is just a huge disappointment as he's a corporate shill, I have to say, Dr. Stone might be the new educational show. What are your thoughts on that, Danielle? Oh, you know, cue pushing up the glasses. Nice. What I think is, yeah, I love Dr. Stone. It's great. And I love always the little uh, Mecca Senku that Mm -hmm. pops up and he's like, hey, kids, seriously, don't try this at home. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And all the warnings on there. But that aside, you've read the title today. We're going to talk a little bit of that Dr. Stone. Season one and two. Oh, yeah. Season one and two. Oh, welcome back to another I Married a Weeb podcast, the podcast where I swindled my wife into thinking I was normal, but here I am, a weeb. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we already mentioned that we're going to be talking about Dr. Stone, both season one and two. If you have not seen it and you somehow clicked on this, we will go through a synopsis and then from there you can choose to pause it or you can choose to get spoiled. You're an adult. Figure it out yourself. We do got to do our, we got to do our pushing. Speaking of shells, here I am. I got to push my own agenda right now. We do have an Instagram. I'm married to we pod on Instagram. We make posts once in a while. It's kind of nice. Go check that out. Oh, you like talking anime with random people on the internet? Well, we also have a discord. Go to imarriedweeb.com. Click the old discord button. And if you have discord, it'll link you in there. And then once you're in there, start talking anime with us. We love talking to you people. We say it every time. And that's that. And a bag of chips. Now, Dr. Stone, it's a weird little show because the first season, 24 episodes. Nice. Second season, 11 episodes. What? (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. Still both very enjoyable. Danielle, can you give them a little bit of the premise of this one? So you have current civilization gets hit with a some sort of situation where everyone human wise and animals turn to stone and you have our main character Senku he ends up waking up after 3000 odd years the world is taken back over by obviously the nature and he's trying to use his big brain science skills to bring what little left of humanity which we'll get into back to the current kind of century they should be living in with modern technology exactly build a kingdom of science again Mm -hmm. and and try and get people back to where they were very daunting considering how it looks right when he wakes up but it's a jungle (laughs) it's yeah it's a little wild but the show itself multifaceted doesn't take itself very serious which is why i very much enjoy watching it it's got a lot of humor got a lot of smarts and just genuinely i think the character design is fun so they look you can tell they're from this show which is very nice. We have our director, Shinya Ino, which I, I never really look into directors, but for some reason I was so inclined with this one. And I found out he's actually partaken in, he was the main director for this show, but he's also had his hands in some other shows that we like. 
He was the assistant director in Maiden Abyss and then specifically episode director for episode four and then seven and eight of that show. So there we go. We like that. Love Maiden Abyss. So good. And then I guess he also directed episode four of Plastic Memories. But that beautiful man aside, Dr. Stone. I mean, I think for me, maybe for you too, Danielle, but like, it's pretty clear for me that Dr. Stone season one is better than two as a whole. And I say that not to discourage season two. Season two is very good. And actually in a previous episode, Danielle had mentioned that your two favorite episodes from the entire show were actually in season two. Yes. The last two episodes. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it was, I think it was also the pacing of the first season. I, when you go back and actually look at that episode list, so much happened. Yeah. Stone Wars, I get it. It's a specific arc from the manga and they probably couldn't. I'm glad they didn't draw it out to 24, but I think they maybe could have even shortened it even more then. Because if you're in the game of like, oh, well, the manga couldn't be used for 24. Well, then don't stretch it to 11 because there were this. It was still fun, but I just felt like a lot less was happening per episode. Mm -hmm. But I was still just so happy to be back into chilling with the crew. Mm-hmm. And especially Senku and his 1 billion or 10 billion percent line. <laughs> yeah, right? And his finger in his ear constantly. Yeah. He's got the cleanest ear in the game because his pinky's constantly in there. <laughs> but season one, I think, had a majority of the allure for me because there was a lot riding on Stone Wars season two because of this huge thing that season one was building up to. Maybe that's why I was a little bit disappointed with that. It was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, they did end very strong. And I, it, it was going to be tough to make a very huge deal with season two because you've got Sanku going in there not wanting any bloodshed. So I guess it couldn't have really turned into too much if it was going our boy's way. A lot of surprises. Which if we know anything, Sanku always gets his way. He does. He's a smart boy. And that's why we love him. I think the most genuine thing, too, is there's like no question between his friendship because you're greeted with you only get to see them in modern society for all of five minutes because this show doesn't wait around. Season one, episode one, green wave, laid a beach, <laughs> nothing. But it's nice to see that through all that time and all of that counting. Oh, my gosh. I, don't, I can't believe he did that. Yeah, I did. None of this has to be believable. It's a cartoon, you know? <laughs> so stupid. But in this, that friendship, man, right when he gets his boy out, they're like, what's up, dude? And that big <laughs> oaf is such a, such a little softy. Yeah, Taiju. Mm -hmm. One thing that is very interesting with the character design, and one of my favorite parts of this is something that me and Danielle like to kind of touch on when we're just seeing somewhat similar things in other shows, but like the lines from where the most like prominent cracks on the characters were when they were in their stone is such a cool look. Oh yeah. And I love, especially in season two, when we see, uh, I can't remember that masked guy's name. Who's got the stick. Oh, the cop. Yeah. He was a psycho. Um, well, no, the one who's got, I'm sorry, not the stick, the spear. Oh, he, his mouth. Yeah. And why when I click on, oh, here he is. Hyoga. Yeah. Hyoga. He's, yeah, he's a heavy hitter when, in the when show. When he pulls 
his little uh, fabric piece down. Mm-hmm. He's dope as hell. I wish yes, he wasn't he as bad as he was. But Exactly right. But then the funny thing is because we had this going on at the same time as we had Jujutsu. Jujutsu and then you've got uh, our salmon boy yeah. <laughs> Inumaki and he has that same exact vibe and I'm like, all right. This this aesthetic is is vibing with me right now. Mm-hmm. But one thing that was kind of interesting to me as far as the design choice was uh, Yuzuria Ogawa, who's kind of like the love interest of uh, Taiju Uki. Mm-hmm. And why? What the heck are the? They're not headphones. Yeah, well, she was. Remember, in her before she was petrified. I'm gonna say she mm-hmm. was wearing. She always wore headphones. So I don't know if those just never depetrified or what happened. Cause <laughs> yeah. Super peculiar, but eh. she's a cutie patootie. Who cares? I, I like her. I like her outfit, how it's like slightly risque on the sides where it's got the stitches. And I loved him, you know, before they're going to unpetrify her. And he's like, Senku, we can't wake her up yet. She's naked. So he makes the little outfit for her. And what a gentleman. Yeah. Very Taiju cute. and her better end up. I don't know if they care about love interests in this show, but. Well, obviously they don't because you know that uh, that our girl Kohaku. I mean, I don't know who wouldn't be attracted to Senku. He's got the big brain. His hair is a little wild. Okay. I like Even it. by anime standards, that's just, that's some, he's making Goku look like a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I don't mind it. I like his antenna uh, hairs in the front. Well, of course. Cute. They're classics with the little green tips. Yeah. He's still maintaining <laughs> the green tips in this, you know, deserted wasteland we call Earth. But, <laughs> yeah. I think when it comes down to just kind of the overall vibe of the show, I'd say this is a very beginner friendly one, too, because it's got its weird moments, but it's not like the typical anime weird moments. This one's a very calm collected show that's just kind of about telling a fun tale of well having people learn classic shonen yeah chrome love him and just the, the whole cast you end up loving all of them which is kind of the point with all these shows so we get that but and you get so much great world building well loosely this new world building mm-hmm. i would say in season one which i think makes it so impactful is you, you don't ever learn why this happened, but how there's this small pocket of a village of 30 people mm-hmm. and kind of what happens to Senku's dad and, um, which was a big question when you're watching through the show. I remember it's like, oh yeah, what happened to these people? And then you, and you end up putting it together. Deliver. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? I like me a show that delivers and what a group of people they had on that space station. Yeah. We, Doing the time, the time warp stuff and having those sweet moments because Senku is very much not emotional driven. It's all cold, hard facts. So when the segments happen with his dad and you can see a little bit into his emotional state, that's very cute. Like that a lot. Suika, the random melon girl. Oh my gosh. Too so cute. cute. And I think my biggest regret from this show is the unfortunate timing of Taiju. Uh, Episode one, he's going to confess his love oh, uh, yeah. to Yuzuria, and that's when the wave hits. So, you know, <laughs> if you're ever feeling like you're down on your luck, just remember that this poor guy, well, no, he's pretty lucky because then 
he ends up finding her in this stone world. So mm-hmm. I guess his luck's all right. And they're going to bond a heck of a lot more now. Tell you that much. <laughs> they got a world to repopulate. Absolutely. What was some of your favorite uses of the old science in this show, if you had to pick one? Oh, well, I think one of my favorite parts of the show, and I guess it does involve obviously science, was making our little cutie pie Suika her glasses. Yeah, and she cries when she sees the flowers. So sweet. Um, oh, I just got the goosebumps. That was such a cute little show because you and I was telling we watched a recap this morning of season one just to stay frosty. And I told Tom because I don't wear glasses, Tom does. And (laughs) I cannot imagine not being able to see. Yeah, I, I just that, can't. I bet that feels real good, doesn't it, Danielle? <laughs> Say that a little bit louder. Yes, yeah, so I'm privileged. I know I, <laughs> I have great eyes. I was born. No, I just think your eyeballs working as they should is just a nice feature. Yeah, but um, yeah, I loved that part. Um, I'm trying to think what else sciency because they hit you with so much science throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make the light bulb. Um, you get one of the older guys from the clan who ends up being able to do all the black glass blowing, which comes in hella clutch for a lot of stuff. It's hard to pick out just one, but I think my favorite one would be the glasses. Cause then it's not just, it's not just meeting an end goal of whatever they're trying to build. It, it was, you it's know, the trying first to quality of life mm-hmm. thing that is truly gonna, well, I guess the, the antibiotics came afterwards right for Rudy yeah I think yeah that came after I think yeah that was a clutch that was definitely one of the clutch science things just because you need to save that girl yeah she's cutie too this is going to lead to a secondary question here because frankly as a boy watching this uh I gotta say it's a hard pick between Kohaku and Rudy I don't know which sister I like more what do you if you had to pick one of them Mm. what do you who are you going for I always love love me a strong, independent woman, so I'm going to say Kohaku. Yeah. But I, they are both. This is going back to that that stuff you were talking about early, because uh, Ruri also has the high-cut yes. uh, apparel on. But now Kohaku, actually, I don't think it's that hard of a question, because she's, she's just badass. And I think just as a quick disclaimer, and this will help everyone out, we're going to just start calling Ruri, we're going to just call her Ru. Because <laughs> that's such a bother to say, and I, I'm probably not even saying it that right, but it's just a tough one. It ain't my native tongue. I can't do it, so we're just calling her Rue. And she's not going to be mentioned that much because she's not in the show that much, so it doesn't really matter. But Kohaku, and I'll tell you what, one of my favorite moments, and this is just pure aesthetic wise, when Sanku delivers the classic swords to them, to because you know that Tsukasa is on his way for the first, like the, his boys are coming for like this first wave type of deal. And when he gets them the samurai swords, they cut uh, this really cool shot of them in the air. And then they put them in like modern uh, Japanese garb kind of looking. And I was like, man, that's sick. That'd be a good computer background, but I'm, I'm not going to take the time to go do that. <laughs> yeah, that part was really cool. Yeah. Senku is infectious. And I think I like a main character that one is smart because with a lot of these shonens, you get one that's kind of a little, it's typical. We know that they're a little bit off the beaten path, maybe a little dorky, naive, yada, yada. Having him be such this powerhouse of brain, the kid's unstoppable. And speaking of unstoppable, I think I'll, if I can interject with one of my favorite moments, 
which is never actually a moment with me if you've listened to this podcast. I love every single time that Suika puts herself into her melon and just goes rolling like she's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, that's a cute part. Yeah, when, when she, she was goes... doing her recon of the city too. <laughs> and then the show is pointing arrows at her as if you can't see her. <laughs> so, so good. But I think it's, it's just a, it's a tough one to kind of remember each individual thing. But when the science came in clutch, it was solid every time. You have instances where it also goes wrong. You know, they're trying to make that gunpowder type mixture by going up to that sulfur pit or whatever. And Tsukasa starts attacking. Well, actually, no, there's two things. So they used it against Tsukasa once to cause the explosion to get Senku out when he's quote unquote dead. And then two, when they accidentally put up a smoke signal and that's how they first can start seeing, oh, wait a minute, there's other people over there. That was a crucial moment. And who would have known that there was just going to be a honey dip <laughs> at the other side? So I have a question about near the beginning of season one. So you get our, our boy Senku and, and his BFF Tanju, Taiju, and they end up being chased by a lion and I guess the herd of other lions. That's when they end up waking up Sukasa and he saves the day. But if this wave went over the whole earth. We even see that the birds are petrified. I guess, how did the lions <laughs> end up being able to wake up? Because we know that they kind of need the miracle fluid. That's very, yeah, that's very true. But I think it just comes down to anime plot armor. Because we also don't know how Sanku just happened to get out. He just kind of cracked out one day. It's true. Maybe a, maybe a bat was flying by, shit on him. <laughs> and then a couple of years went by, it turned into this mysterious liquid. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of questions to be asked, but you just got to trust that, of course, that just happened. <laughs> well, and I guess these, the people who, this little clan, they have to have something to eat other than, I don't know, do the fish get petrified too? That's actually a great question as well. Because they were there's like, a lot did of good sea questions. creatures get petrified with this thing because they they obviously have to have some kind of loophole in this or these people would have nothing to eat well i'd say that that society that they at ishigami village aka sanku <laughs> village at this point because they're living where they're living one it's the defense by being kind of out on these bridges but being that close to the water yeah i'd have to assume that they were kind of a fish bearing society to eat especially to to handle that many people yeah i think I don't know. It's a lot of it's just good questions. Yeah. I didn't say the show was flawless, but it's got reasons for everything else. So you just got to trust. <laughs> you just got to trust it. Well, there's probably something for that, too. I definitely really want to know how this thing happened. Yeah. That's I, the biggest mystery. I'm so angry that I still don't know. Yeah. I'm, I was very happy with the conclusion and. I think we can get into it now and maybe why these were your favorite episodes. But now at the end of season two, it's good to see that the Sukasa arc has kind of come to at least somewhat of a close currently. The big thing with it is, one, I don't know where the show's going. Two, yeah, what the heck was that? Oh, yeah, that is where the show is going. I forgot. Yeah, there, now it's we need to find out what that green thing was so we can save Sukasa because it has these weird healing abilities, which. The biggest cliffhanger from season one is Senku legitimately dies 
or like just gets straight up pummeled by Sukasa with his spear or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, great. <laughs> and then you just find out that even if you got a little bit of that stone still on you, it's got regenerative regenerative abilities. Mm-hmm. I love when shows give me the opportunity to sometimes feel bad <laughs> for the bad guys. Oh, I thought you were just going with feel bad. I was like, okay. Feels well. bad, man. Um, <laughs> similar to how we talked about in our last episode about Jujutsu Kaisen with the twin curses at the end and, you know, Itadori's feelings towards killing something that had feelings and crying over something. In Dr. Stone, all we've known really of Sukasa is he wants to kill the statues or destroy, I guess, the statues of people who he feels wouldn't be worthy for society based on how the world was before this happened. Yeah, the older folks and just any, yeah. anyone who had basically kind of seemed like a sign of the badness from the old, you know, corporate, you, 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 you know. Exactly. And the fact that in the last two episodes of season two, we get the complete 180 on how we feel about him when we find out he had a sick sister who, you know, now in this real world, if we find her, she's able potentially, based on what we've seen with the regeneration of um, the fluid and stuff, she can live in this world perfectly fine not and that's but, not potentially yeah well if she does they find her. no yeah well they do but at first they were, weren't sure. sure i mean we were all we all knew it was going to happen but yeah. and then you get that really sweet moment between brother and sister finally being able to reunite and a sweet side to sukasa and all he really you and then i love the backstory mm-hmm. seeing how he would go visit her and why that was his motivation he wanted He did all these things to pay for her treatments, to try and find a cure, whatever. And then unfortunately, he dies. (laughs) Ish. Ish. Gets put, Senku ends up putting him basically Han Solo style in a (laughs) freeze chamber so they can hopefully re-petrify him to heal the stab wound. Yeah, things are going to get a lot more real and a lot of the answers that we want are going to be hopefully happening because, yeah, now the the big thing pushing forward is figuring out what the heck that green wave was. And going back to this whole Sukasa thing, it's so crazy. I, I don't know if, and I'm sure it's happened in other ones and I'm just having a blank, but like, it's so crazy to me how quick that switch was flipped. Mm-hmm. It went from, he's our enemy, he's our enemy. And then within a half episode, they're like, by the way, Sick sister, he had to fight. He's actually the one of the best guys. He's also sweet. Him and Senku get very, um, they get along with each other. Mm. This, that, and the other. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, I, I loved, well, first off, the scariest part in mm-hmm. uh, Stone Wars was when you saw his sister by the stream and spear wielding guy, Hyoga. He was like, oh, you have some like, petrification still in your hair and i was like oh my gosh he is going to kill her i was so scared and then you know you end up finding out what his real plan is and i love when senku and sukasa end up teaming up Mm -hmm. to do the fight and that that was dope yeah that was a fun sequence most of these fights in this show 
because there's not a want. The science side of things doesn't actually want conflict. Most of the death is going to come a little bit earlier when Senku or his homies are kind of getting into some stuff. That's when there's bloodshed. In the case of the science stuff, most of it's going to be just kind of trying to get around it. So the fights are actually more interesting because it's how Senku is going to be able to implement his little uses of science, this, that, and the other. And that last one, quickly turning that phone that was broken into a taser slash body armor. Yep. Slick. Very (sighs) slick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because, as you mentioned, and I don't, I don't want to re-explain what you just said, but because there's more thinking with your brain in this show than thinking or solving conflicts with your fists, it's always fun seeing in a shonen, and especially this one, since there's not a lot of fighting, mm-hmm. a really well choreographed, I guess I would say, and um, laid out fight yeah. scene. And I think because they're trying to keep certain things under wraps, Wes, so you can figure it out as the fight's going on. Their camera angles were quite dynamic and just interesting. I, it's not breaking the bank or whatever. And this isn't a show that's going to be for everyone, I don't think. Some people might want more action. Some people, eh, who knows? But I do truly think that it's exactly where it needs to be as far as rating with popularity and stuff, just because I feel like it's got a solid following. We'll see what the future brings. But currently, it's one that I, I will 100% admit here, I'm not dying for the next season. Mm. I'm going to, of course, watch it when it comes out. But this second season kind of put me more into a lull with it where I love when I'm watching it, but it's not something that I need. It's not something that I'm going to you know, be ruining the day until like I have a much bigger desire and still not even that much for Attack on Titan. Mm. Our little cliffhanger that we've been left on. Season, the first half of this season's been great, but it's also been kind of meh. I feel like this, this, it's going to pop off the second half of this season. And I'm kind of, and I'm not saying meh in like a eh way, but like the Gabby stuff, Polly's. But what about Eddie? He was like, no, no, Gabby sucks. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Gabby sucks. And on top of that, spoiler alert, if you have not, just close your ears for two seconds here. She's a psychopath. Actually, that's not really that big of a spoiler. I was going to spoil more, but I'm not going to do it. Gabby sucks. Anywho, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I have a, a hot take about um, Dr. Stone. Okay. I actually, watching the show, <gasps> I am in the mindset of Sukasa. I, I get where he's going. What? I, I probably wouldn't go as far as to destroy the statues, but I definitely probably wouldn't be bringing some of those old farts back anytime soon. I would certainly be prioritizing... You know, having a nice collection wouldn't break them, as you just said. Yeah, but there would be certain people I wouldn't be in a rush to bring back. Yeah, you know, obviously the world and especially I don't want to get too far into it, but there's stuff going on in the world. Come on. Right. Sometimes I wish we (laughs) could. Can everyone just chillax and watch anime? Yeah. Can we all just be friends? Right. And then when you're done watching those anime, listen to our podcast. Goodness, is that so much to ask? Yeah. I think the thing with this concept of Dr. Stone, it's, I think, a fresh start for a lot of people and why there is kind of this thought process of like, right now in my life, getting away from my phone is such a nice feeling. 
Mm. So the thought of camping, the thought of getting just away for a little bit. I love my technology. I love my games. I love my, you know, 3D modeling, things like that. But this Dr. Stone's that nice seeing just how the basics, you feel like you're learning something that could save your life one day. Mm. I'm not going to remember when the time <laughs> crunch happens, but I feel like maybe it's I, always something too. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, no. I, I also do enjoy watching this and the uh, euphoric feeling you get mm-hmm. when you remember how good it feels to unplug. Absolutely. Oh, heck, even just getting out in the yard and getting the entire root of the plant that we're trying to get out of the ground up. I'm like, Dr. Stone, let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I used this shovel to, yeah. You want to tell them about your tree tapping? Listen, I'm a bit of a, bit of a wild guy out here, right? <laughs> no, I just cut, we have a maple out in the yard and cut one of the limbs off because it was starting to grow kind of towards our deck and stuff like that. It was low hanging, so. <laughs> it was some low hanging fruit, but no fruit because it's a maple. <laughs> And so I cut it and I'm like, man, this thing is just seeping out the old water. What is going on here? And then I'm like, wait a second. Is that, that might be, yeah, yeah, that's maple sap right there. Daniel's like, no, it looks like water. It's flowing like water. It's got to be. No, ladies and gentlemen, it is sap. And I've started collecting a little bit of it. It's not going (laughs) to, maple syrup isn't going to be flowing from this household. (laughs) But because I think they said it's one gallon of maple syrup takes it basically was, the cooking down of 40 gallons yep. of the sap. So we currently almost have a cup. <laughs> so I can have one fortieth of a cup <laughs> of maple syrup once I get into it. I'm a bit of a doc, Dr. Stone. Your girl does love maple syrup. It's good. I won't use any, no, nothing else. No Jewel Signature brand, no Aunt Jemima, nothing like that. I am a 100% pure maple syrup user. Absolutely. And maple, listen, maple trees, they're just tops for me because I, I, I dabble in the old bonsai stuff or bonsai, whatever you want to say, depending who you're, hey, maybe you're into it, maybe you're not. But when it comes to that, my, my creme de la creme, what I eventually want is a Japanese red maple because it, mm. it is like one of the most beautiful trees ever. So pretty. Highly recommended. It's kind of becoming a basic thing. You can find little trees at Costco. We just saw some at Home Depot. Or Home Depot. I highly recommend just having one and trying to take care of a plant. I've already learned so much of just taking care of my initial juniper, which is basically just a bush, but you can make, a, you can do bonsai with anything. And I've been learning so much of just how kind of the ebb and the flow of what makes a plant tick. It's very interesting. You're almost kind of holding a plant hostage. But you have a mutual respect with said plant. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always, it makes me sad like you did with the maple tree branch when you cut it off and the sap was seeping out. I said, oh, it's crying. <laughs> I never like when you do the spring trimming. We call our bonsai June. June the juniper. And I always feel bad when she goes through her spring trim. Because she starts to look a little naked from she all of do. her winter growth. She do, but you know what? I, the mutual respect between me and her, it's, it's something you can't buy. Well, you can. It's about, depending, you can get one from about 17 bucks to, I mean, heck, you can get a, a bonsai that's already been in there a couple of years and a couple hundred bones. We actually went to a little show and it was during, they do even like fall bonsai showings at one of the places around here. And 
It was gorgeous. Some of these people are insane. They got the roots growing around rocks. They have little mini forests they've created. It is beautiful. I'm not trying to go full hippie here. But once you kind of get in tune and start understanding plants a little bit, it's pretty infectious. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason I want a nice yard now is because I want all of my green homies to be laughing and happy. Yeah. Until I cut them. <laughs> well, the the owner of this house previous to us, she did not tend to her landscaping. So we're having to unfortunately rip out a lot of stuff that's probably dead. Um, but at least we'll be breathing new life into this yard. Absolutely. I'd like to say that she was actually public enemy number one to all of the greenery around here. <laughs> she didn't want to do anything. <laughs> Bless her heart. I'm I'm glad we were able to get this house, but what a t- what a tangy tangent, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite part from season two? I liked how they showed when they were going into that one pit and they needed to have the gas masks and stuff and how they basically personified that deadly gas as kind of that creepy woman. Oh, yeah, but sexy at the same time. But sexy at the same time. Hey, listen, you know what? I, I cannot talk because since Inuyasha, anyone, anytime someone's like saying, oh, I like this person from anime, I can never have any judgment because at the end of the day, when I was young, I did, in fact, love a comb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's her name from Inuyasha? Like uh, Yora, I think. Yeah, maybe something like that. But listen, she's a honey dip and you find out she's actually just a cursed comb. And you're like, that's, you know, it's a shame. But, you know. She's, 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 she's fuego. It's fuego. It's fuego. So in this case, that's that. I do like. Aside from that, though, I think moments wise, I really liked as Senku was really starting to pivot the town towards him and he made that ramen stand. Oh, my gosh. It was so yep. cute. And this is coming from an Italian. I already understood that part. The fastest way to getting right to friendship to the heart of another person is to feed them some great food. And that's what he did. I mean, he didn't enjoy it, but they loved it. He said it was mediocre. And honestly, I don't even, <laughs> if, if you had me on a desert island, you said, give me ramen. I'd be like, well, we're dying here <laughs> because I, I'm just going to be sitting here trying to make this fire. Yeah. You ever want to try to be on a desert island ever? Um, sure. Wouldn't that be sick? You end up getting enough money that you buy them in the island and then you allow that to be a vacation spot that you reset and let people. Of course, there's an emergency button like, hey, come get me. But you give it's almost like an escape room, but mm-hmm. an escape island. So it's like Castaway without the uh, stranded vibes. Yeah. And without the ice skate to the tooth. Ooh, yeah. What a brutal part. That one still messes me up. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Stone is the little bit higher stakes Castaway. Oh, and I'll take that any day of the week. I do love Castaway. Now, if you had to pick a favorite character of this, mm. who, who are you vibing with the most? Like, who is aligned with you the most? Oh, God. Aligned with me? Yeah. <laughs> the melon girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the melon girl. <laughs> Suika. Um, I was going to say, when you said who's your favorite character, I was going to say someone. But if they have to align with me, I don't know if I really align with anyone. Oh, don't take me too seriously. Then fine. Go with your favorite. So I do love the personality of Gen. Okay. Yep. Uh, love how he's just, he's a ball buster. And he's and also a lifesaver with that voice of his plus his little tricks and whatnot. Yeah. I... So he's, he's cool. I mean, I, I do love 
Kohaku because she's just cutie. Yes. And strongy. And strong girl. I can't. I mean, we had a lot of cool people from Stone Wars. The guy who had the really sharp hearing. Yes, he was very cool. The archer guy. Like Seonji or something. Something they, of that sort. Yeah. Think, and then, <laughs> I oh, love, sorry, I loved in season two, he gets stabbed by, by, by Hyoga and he's just down on the floor. No one tries to go and save him. It's like, are you just going to let your boy bleed out? Listen, it was a bit of a high intense situation. Yeah. And, yeah, it is tough. And we, I feel like we're almost copping out when we continually go, it's very hard to pick a favorite. But there are little things that I love about a lot of these people. We have uh, Kaseki, the old man who, very resistant at first, but eventually <laughs> decides, yeah. you know what, I want to make some stuff. And he's eventually making a tank, the progression. But that guy, he's like a Roshi. He's old, but he is jacked out of his mind. And you know what? I would say that person's my least favorite character. <laughs> oh, is that so? Yeah, he just this season, he kind of annoyed me a little bit more when it was the when they were building the tank and he's like, my beautiful gorilla tank or whatever. I was like, eh, you're a little annoying. Yeah, they need to bring him back to his tough exterior. I like when he it was a fun dynamic with his character when he'd crack from his overall like stern thing and then he'd really like it. Well, now they they just have him being just a, a little too ball. goofy. Yeah, exactly. Chrome, love him and hate him. He gets very annoying in some spots, but. The, the, his drive and he he is picking up some knowledge he saved the day in some instances and mm -hmm. all that sanku at the end of the day though he's the namesake of the show pretty much he's the one carrying the entire show both you know in the story not in the story but he's of course a favorite but kohaku's my favorite just because she's just dope i yeah. like her she's also a defender she also has very good values because a lot of her actions are to save her sister and mm -hmm. just. And keep her village safe. Gotta keep the village safe. Although, man, I wonder with Senku came a lot more trouble for that poor village because I don't think <laughs> they were having that big of issues being the only <laughs> humans around. That's true. That is a dynamic I do like about when we go into the past and we see the homies up in space. How you can see all the little features of oh. kind of the characteristics of those people. And they were clearly the ones who had the children and allowed for these people to be living on Earth. And you could totally see their characteristics in all of it. It's a little interesting because you know that this entire village came from, what was it, like <laughs> six people or whatever. But that's how things work. And unfortunately, some... Probably slight inbreeding, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad the anime and the manga don't go into that. Well, hopefully the manga doesn't. I didn't, I didn't partake in any of that. The show's infectious. It's one that I'm going to highly recommend to most people I talk to because I think it's different. It's not something that, oh, here, it's another curse. It's not another this. It's a, this one is unique. There's not much like it that I've seen. There is that one very short show of the girl's going on the deserted island and one of them oh my you know, gosh smashes the fish and then drinks its blood and then it wants to go do something listen that show is a little too much for me isn't that called like are you lost are you lost yeah maybe shout out to that show and anyone who's watched it because that is a that's a wacky one yeah that's a little much for me it is are you lost michael 
If you're listening, I'm sorry that took us so long, but because you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, Michael, you know, dog. <laughs> this, yeah, I, it's so funny because I think about talking about Dr. Stone. But there's, you kind of just have to go through it. You have to just experience, see the building blocks of how it, and it'll maybe give you some respect on proper, you know, things around you. Because you don't think about a cell phone. You don't, you get mad at it if it, your internet's slow for five seconds, you know? You get mad if your order took long. It's like, you understand where all those ingredients came from. The building blocks will let you respect pretty much anything on this planet. It's crazy to think of, I just hit a power button on this computer and it just works. And then you've got <laughs> people like my friend, Sean, who legitimately, because of his degree in, in computer science with the programming and stuff, he knows what's happening and how the electricity is affecting each of the parts. I'm like, I'm just going to keep thinking it's magic. <laughs> I respect it, but I can't, I can't, it's too much for me. I can agree. I can get down with that sentiment. 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 Let's see. What else we got? I am. Now you to... said um, a favorite part from season one and I asked what was your favorite part from season two. Oh, did you ask from season two? I did. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. That's. That's okay. Hey. Hey, can I apologize? <laughs> Thanks. Favorite part from season two. I would have to say I did like Chrome escaping with that liquid. His sweat, basically. Yeah, and he's like trying to sweat it out. There was some good humor there. Most of that, that's a problem with season two. I, it was kind of more aligned with normal anime where the whole season's kind of building up to something. Whereas the first season just, it felt like a bunch of mini seasons, not really, but the bunch of the mini objectives and we need to make this so that we can then make this so we can make that. It made the show feel more dense a little bit longer and a little bit more enjoyable for me. Season two, not doing that. My favorite part would have to be, I think it was a very genuine moment between Senku and Sukasa talking in the cave after they kind of sent everyone. Mm, and yeah. he's kind of giving the final goodbyes and stuff. I thought that was very sweet. And I'm just in such disbelief that I care so much about Sukasa now, which is insane. His sister's a little cutie. I hope, we need to keep her safe for his sake, please. <laughs> and other than that. Oh, how about the foreshadowing right at the end of the show when you see the one statue? Ooh. That looks like a maybe a future big bad. I don't know how he would unpetrify himself. Mm -hmm. But that looks cool. That certainly looks cool. Because um, Senku did leave some people behind when he went on. I don't think. Or did everyone get on the ship? I'm unsure. I know. Oh, when they yeah, they are sailors now. This is turning into One Piece. I've completely forgot <laughs> about that. That was fun. I did like the sequence with uh, Homura, who's the pink-haired mm -hmm. gymnast or whatever. I loved kind of the chase scene with her. That was fun. They eventually got her. That was great. And I think if I had to pick another quick one. Can I help you out that I think is a part that you'd like? Absolutely. When... Taiju and Yuzahara found the cell phone and he's crying oh. and they're so happy. And then Senku being all aloof as, as he is and mm -hmm. not showing his emotions. I thought that was a cute that part. That was too. lovely. I, 
and that's just it. Now they're all kind of flooding. I loved when Nikki Hanada, who's the bigger, she seems like she can kick oh, some, some yeah. ice on <laughs> Tsukasa's side. And she, they're the first ones who get her on the phone to see. And she just is the gotcha <laughs> moan of, listen, I'm the biggest fan of the planet. This, that, the other way. Oh, snap. So that was good. And I think, let me go with one more, if I may. Is I gotta say I did like the sequence with Chrome getting caught right on the end of that waterfall, oh, and he ends yeah. up taking his spit look like blood. The berries or whatever he was <laughs> eating. Yeah, I thought that was a lovely part. That it's such a short second season that I think we just named every pivotal moment. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I I don't think it's very offensive to say that Doctor Stone season one, going back to that, is loads better. If you had to, of course, pick one to get stuck with, if the world got turned to stone, you'd pick season one to watch over and over because there's just more to it. And you get 24 episodes versus 11. And you get a slight teeny, and I'm, this is a huge stretch, you get a little bit of a tournament arc as they are fighting to see who gets to marry Rue. Mm-hmm. And... And be the chief, basically. Exactly. And when Sanku accidentally does, <laughs> uh-oh... <laughs> That was cute. That was a good twist too. When she first meets Senku and you realize that that was the first of the hand-me-down tales about mm. the parents. I loved learning about them being up in space and the dynamic of, of Senku's dad and him was very cute to me. And that for 3,400 odd years, they kept passing down these stories of this history. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. The show is just cool stay cool <laughs> but that's a guy i know this is a little bit shorter than usual that's all i can really say about the show mm-hmm. do you have anything else to add or is it just no i'm glad we quickly ran through some other cute and memorable moments because yeah. that kind of brought me back a little bit because sometimes you forget about those unless they're jogged in your memory a little bit absolutely no i loved it i look forward to seeing where season three ends up going i really i really hope that statue doesn't cause issues for our, our people left on japan exactly. <laughs> that are left behind from the boat but yeah i don't want them to come back from this adventure massacre oh wouldn't it be brutal thus his life yeah dr stone gets an absolute pass from us very happy to have watched it look forward to the future and i also look forward to so many more shows to watch Mm-hmm. My Hero Academia, as we had mentioned, that's off to a start. I Actually, Shaman King has now gotten, I don't know if it's a reboot or what it is, but that's a show I never got into. Uh, the only thing I know of Shaman King is being in love. As, as a kid, I did actually have a little stint of getting Shonen Jumps. And I remember the first issue I had that had the first Shaman King in it. And I love the art style. I love the little kind of wisp character. and. I'm probably going to give this new one a go. I don't think I know anything about what you're talking about. And that's what's perfect. (laughs) Guys, if you have any strong thoughts on this, be sure to comment on our Instagram or join us in the Discord. We thank you for yet another episode in the books. I can't begin to express of how large of a fan I am of you. And I hope that that feeling is so mutual. And that you continue to listen to these because I know this one was all over the place, but we do good episodes sometimes. 
Right, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're off the mark. Sometimes they're heaters. And we're just happy you join us for this current mark. (laughs) You know, go ahead and send them out with a nice little goodbye. Bye, guys.